It's Tuesday, August 1, 2023. For vast parts of North America, Asia, Africa and Europe, it's a cruel summer. For the entire planet, it is a disaster. July 2023, the hottest month in all of recorded history. President Biden enacts new heat protections for workers, plus... The cost of living for Victorians uh, is getting bigger and bigger. Doing something about it is exactly what today is about. An Australian state bans natural gas in new construction. All of those stories and more straight ahead from bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment the era of global warming has ended great the era of global boiling has arrived damn it this is your green news report okay desi doyan we saw this coming all the way down the road from june Hottest month ever in July? Oh, yes. Climate scientists didn't even wait until the end of July to declare it the hottest July in history since record-keeping began in the mid-1800s. July is also the hottest month ever recorded on planet Earth. That's according to preliminary analysis from the World Meteorological Organization and Europe's Copernicus Climate Service. So not just the hottest July ever, but the hottest month ever recorded on planet Earth. Yes, and it's also likely the hottest in 120,000 years based on evidence of past temperatures in paleoclimate records. Mm. Endless extreme summer heat across the southern United States is now entering its third straight month. NASA forecasts a hotter than normal August and September for much of the nation, likely to set new temperature records. Oh, great. Phoenix on Monday finally ended its record streak of 31 consecutive oh, days at or above 110 degrees, that's nearly double the previous record set 50 years ago. So, global cooling has begun. (laughs) No, that makes Phoenix the first U.S. city to hit 110 degrees for a full month, but likely not the last. Mm. An Arizona wildlife rehabilitation facility says it is receiving as many as 120 wild animals a day, suffering from the relentless heat. Mm. As the northern hemisphere broils, it's winter down under, but Australia is on track to see its warmest winter on record, with Sydney averaging 74 degrees. The South Pole is in deep winter, but scientists say Antarctica's sea ice extent has hit record lows for the satellite era, missing an amount of sea ice equal to the area of Argentina. The increasing frequency and intensity of extreme heat is symptomatic of global human-driven climate change that is fueling these extreme heat waves, wildfires, storms and floods, and more across the globe. United Nations Secretary General Antonio Guterres excoriated world governments for slow-walking the transition away from fossil fuels. The only surprise is the speed of the change. Climate change is here. It is terrifying. And it is just the beginning. No more excuses. No more waiting for the others to move first. There is simply no more time for that. Good luck with that, Tony. Here in the U.S., federal data show that extreme heat costs the U.S. economy about $100 billion a year in lost productivity, not just for workers in typical outdoor industries like construction and agriculture, but also workers in factories, restaurants, and more. President Biden on Thursday announced new 
new actions to protect workers and communities from extreme temperatures, including the Labor Department issuing the first ever heat hazard alert for employers to protect their workers from extreme heat. It clarifies that workers have federal heat-related protections. We should be protecting workers from hazardous conditions, and we will. And those states where they do not, I'm going to be calling them out where they refuse to protect these workers. Yeah, I think he's talking to you, Texas Governor Greg Abbott. Plus, congressional Democrats have introduced the Extreme Heat Emergency Act with a provision to include extreme heat and wildfire smoke as disasters that can qualify for federal emergency assistance. Good. Some good news. Canada, the world's fourth largest oil producer, has unveiled a framework for eliminating inefficient subsidies enjoyed by the wildly profitable fossil fuel industry. The first G20 country to act on an international commitment to phase out taxpayer subsidies. Good. Climate policy analysts say it is a critical first step, but it falls short because it does allow for government subsidies to the oil and gas industry to use unproven carbon capture and storage to reduce their emissions. And finally, the Australian state of Victoria has banned natural gas hookups in new homes and government buildings starting January 1st, part of a plan to reach net zero emissions in the state by 2045. The Victorian government estimates the change will save households up to $1,000 on their annual energy bills or $2,000 if they have solar installed because clean energy is cheaper than fossil fuels. Sounds terrible. For much more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. Just give me the warm power of the sun. Give me the steady flow of a